the Sandman. Now, in Marvel Comics, he is a villain that faces off against Spider-Man. Now, in DC Comics, the author Neil Gaiman, he made the Sandman a story about how Morpheus, the Lord of Dreams, is captured and learns that sometimes change is inevitable. Another incarnation of the Sandman is a mythical creature in European folklore who puts people to sleep and encourages and inspires beautiful dreams by sprinkling magical sand into their eyes. In Scandinavian folklore, that sand or dust that he sprinkles into their eyes to bring on sleep and dreams is the, the grit of sleep called rheum that we get in our eyes. And that was supposedly put there by the Sandman. Now in 1841, the author Hans Christian Andersen wrote a folktale and he introduced the Sandman and he named him Oli Lugoji. And he talked about how Oli sprinkled dust in children's eyes and helped them go to sleep. And this character in Hans Christian Andersen's story would come out at night and sit on the bed of the child. In fact, Oli Luke Oli, the Sandman, didn't want to hurt children. He was very fond of children and he only wanted to them to be quiet so that he could tell them pretty stories. And the only way to get them quiet is for them to go to sleep. So here we go. We have competing characters, competing Sandman stories. We have the villain of the comic books. And we have the Sandman who is the person who gives children beautiful dreams. So which one do we subscribe to? You know, there's all sorts of debate amongst sleep experts about why we dream. There's different theories about the purpose of dreams. And there's many of them scientifically. They say that dreaming helps us build memory, that dreaming helps us process emotion, that dreaming does mental housekeeping, that dreaming is incidental brain activity. But then we have our living dreams. You know, ask somebody what their dreams are and they will speak of events or outcomes, a career, a business, a partner, a home. So we have sleep. Literal sleep we all need. Dreams that we have at night, but we also have dreams during the day. So what are our dreams? Are they the things we want to do or the outcomes that we desire? Does the pursuit of them lead to joy or anxiety could be two stories like, or multiple stories, like multiple Sandmen. So when we enter Sandman, there's probably a little bit of both. Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. My name is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. I'm a curious, trying to be compassionate leader who is the creator of the Stephen Thompson Experience. It is a podcast for leaders, followers, hopeful, optimists, careful pragmatists, bold asserters, people who want to bend the arc of the universe towards justice. My goal is to use this platform to educate, inform, and inspire individuals to use their gifts and their talents in the service of others. Today's episode is called Inter Sandman. 
Now, Enter Sandman, the song, is by the American heavy metal band Metallica. It was the opening track and the lead single from their self-titled album number five, released in 1991, that had a black cover on it. Now, Enter Sandman reached number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. It was a platinum album, sold over a million copies in the United States, and it spurred sales of over 30 million copies by, of, for the band Metallica. And it allowed Metallica to become popular worldwide. In fact, the song is in all of their live albums and DVDs that were released after 1991. And it's also been played live at award ceremonies and benefit concerts. In fact, some other accolades, Rolling Stone magazine put it at 408th on their 500 greatest songs of all time. And VH1 placed it at number 22 on the 40 greatest metal songs of all time. So there were a lot of popular versions and accolades given to Enter Sandman. In fact, it was the eighth most played song of the decade on rock radio in the 1990s. So here's something that stood out to me. The lyrics. Something wrong, shut the light, heavy thoughts tonight, and they aren't of Snow White. Dreams of war, dreams of liars, dreams of dragon fire, and of all the things that will bite. Sleep with one eye open, gripping your tillo, pillow tight. Exit light, enter night, take my hand. We're off to never, never land. So this is different than the Sandman that we see Hans Christian Andersen's story. See, when the Sandman comes in the lyrics of these songs, there's dreams of war, there's dreams of liars, there's dreams of dragon's fire. It's saying this is not a Snow White. So when we look at the path towards our dreams and goals, you know, there's a road that's filled with pain, with despair, and confusion. You see, when we set a goal or we set a dream, we can be excited, we can be happy, we can be thrilled. And sometimes that comes from just the act of setting out to do something. But then there is the path to dream accomplishment, implementation of your ideas. And this is where we run into the bad Sandman, the, the villain that is attempting to stop us from achieving what we want to do. But there are people who have fought back, who have stood up and who have continued to pursue the work that they were meant to do that helps other people. Today, let's talk about stagecoach Mary Fields. She was the first African-American woman to work for the United States Postal Service. She was born a slave and, that she, and she was freed when slavery was outlawed in 1865. When 
Fields turned 63. She was hired as a mail carrier. How did she get that job? Well, she was the fastest person who interviewed for the job, who was able to hitch up a team of six horses. In fact, she never missed a day of work. And that gave her the nickname Stagecoach. If the snow, they said, was too deep for her horses, Fields continued to deliver the mail on snowshoes. And she carried the sacks on her shoulder. They gave her the name Stagecoach Mary because she, along with the mail, she carried a rifle and a revolver. Now she would meet trains with mail and then she drove her stagecoach over rocky rough roads and through the snow and through inclement weather. And she needed that revolver and that rifle because there were would-be thieves who would try to steal the mail. But for years, she would do this and she became a beloved figure amongst the local individuals and they praised her because she was generous and because she was kind to children. So she did this for eight years. And eventually Mary got older and her age and her health caught up with her and she retired. And it said after she retired, the community that she lived in rallied around her to help her out. The local restaurants gave her free meals. The local saloons allowed her to hang around and, and, and chat until bars became women couldn't go into bars. And then they said when she died on December 15, 1914, her funeral was one of the largest ones the town she lived in had ever seen. You see, good work that Stagecoach Mary did, good work that we do that benefits others is often hard. But it means that the good work still needs to be done. Adversity is a common companion to any great endeavor. The Bible says in the book of Titus 3.14, our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good in order to provide for urgent needs and not to live unproductive lives. So it's a challenge to come to a consensus about our dreams at night when we go off to never, never land. But you know, like I said before, adversity is a companion to any great endeavor or pursuit that you attempt. But the presence of adversity is not a reflection of who you are or your talents or your abilities. Difficulty isn't a decision maker, nor should it be. It shouldn't be something that stops you. No, adversity is what we respond to Adversity is when we get the chance to show up with our best efforts. It prevent, presents a chance to grow. So when you have to go to Never Neverland, when you have to face the Sandman, you get the opportunity to triumph over it. You don't have to go to sleep. You don't have to get complacent. You may face discouragement. 
You may face sadness. You may face anger. You may face fear. But guess what? You get to face it. And you face it determined. And you face it steadfast. Because guess what? When you do that, you grow. Because you get the opportunity to provide for your urgent needs and the urgent needs of others. And your life is not unproductive. See, the unproductive life comes from those who, in times of adversity, quit. And they stop. But you don't have to do that. All you need to do is get up one more time and face your Sandman. This is Stephen Thompson, and this has been my experience. My goal today is to educate, inform, and inspire, and I hope that I have moved a bit in that direction. But if you are upset or if you got offended, I apologize. It is never, ever my intent. Now, if you're facing loss or tragedy, I pray for you to have comfort and support you need to help you face it. But you know what? If you're happy, take the time to be thankful for what you have. And remember those that are battling right now. Look around wherever you are at, and you can find something to be thankful for. You can find something to be grateful for. You can just celebrate and be content in what you have. Feel free to reach out to me through the comments. Leave an email address if you'd like to dialogue. If you enjoyed it, subscribe. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening. This is Stephen Thompson, and this has been my experience.